Hello, I guess I'm back for another story time. I guess this will be episode two. Um, I guess these would be random, right? Like, just rehashing memories of my life. I don't even know, again, if I'm going to be posting these. These are probably just things that I might come back and listen to, which I hate my voice, so very unlikely. Um, I guess what I'm feeling right now is a story about my first relationship with a guy. Um, I was in community college at the time. I was in my early 20s. Uh, I was living with my brother and his wife at the time and their three kids. So I was like watching his kids. I would go to school in the morning while they were at school or in daycare. And then I would get them off the bus because they were old enough to go to school. And I would get the, I would t- do my classes in the morning, get back in time so I can pick the kids up and then uh, watch them until they got home. And so they didn't have to pay for a babysitter. And I remember I was part of this minority male mentoring group at uh, Pitt Community College. And like I was such a go getter back then. I wanted to be involved in everything. I wanted to stay busy, anything to stay out of my mind. Not that it was a bad place, but like I just stayed busy because it just made more sense to me. Um, And anyway, so I was part of this minority male mentoring group. I actually was the president, I think, for a while. I cannot be. Don't quote me on that. I'm pretty sure I was like the president for a semester or something or I was just very active in it. Um, and it's also where I met my best friend in a minority male mentoring group. But this was about my first relationship. So I met this guy. His name. I won't say his name. We'll just call him John. Uh, he was gay, like openly gay. And I befriended him. We became really good friends. And he was just really nice. At that point, I hadn't really come out. I wasn't like out and open or anything like that. I just was living my life, right? Like I wasn't trying to be part of the LGBT club or anything. I was just focused on the minority males because I was a minority and I knew things that I experienced and I just wanted to be a part of something that was active and trying to help. So being part of the club, other males came into the club, right? You would think that would be like a great place to like meet guys if you were gay but like most of them were straight like all of them probably were straight except for uh john and me um but i wasn't like openly out even though i'm sure people have always had their suspicions about me so anyway on to the story about the relationship there was this particular guy uh, his name was james he was uh he had dreads he was like i don't know he might have been six foot very nice build he must have skated at some point i know he played hockey and i didn't even look at him like i was not looking at anybody in a sexual way i was just like minding my business and one day we were all going out to like the mall and james was riding with us and i remember like me and james had interacted a few times but like nothing serious like not one-on-one hanging out and i remember james we were walking towards the mall and James kind of grabbed me by the arm and he was like, hey, um, can I talk to you for a minute? And like me being in a minority male mentoring group, I always thrived in having deep conversations with my counterparts about things and struggles. So I was assuming he was going to approach me about some type of struggle he was having or some problems that he was having, which I guess it was a struggle, but I was involved directly in it. So he kind of 
pulled me by the arm. I slowed down while everybody else was walking towards the mall to kind of give us some distance so we could talk. And then he was just like, hey, um, I just want you to know I've been having dreams about you. And I was like, I was kind of, oh, God, serial killer vibes. I was like, what the fuck? Like, what do you mean you're having dreams about me? And then he was just like, I've been, you know, having some dreams about you. And I was like, okay. And then he was just like sexual dreams. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. Okay. I, I see. Like, I got kind of like, I don't know what he want me to say about this type scenario. And then I was like, well, it's fine. I was like, you know, are you gay or whatever? And he was just like, I don't know. He was just kind of like, I guess I'm bisexual. He was like, but you know, I'm kind of into you. And the gist of it was he kind of just expressed that he was into me. I kind of just took the information and we went about the day. We didn't like try to make some type of connection or anything. I just remember like that happening and me being like, all right, let's just catch up with the group. At some point, we'll talk about it. And following that, I remember him like asking for my number. I gave him my number. We exchanged numbers and then we started texting like he was very nice. He was very shy. So I was intrigued because like, while I can be shy, I can also be the aggressor in a lot of scenarios, especially now that I've gotten older. So like him being shy made me intrigued. Plus I didn't know much about him. So I was even more intrigued to find out more about him. So we started talking, we started getting to know each other. He seemed like a really nice guy. He lived with his mom. I was living with my brother at the time and his wife and taking care of their kids. So we didn't have like a lot going on. Like a lot of free time anyway to like get together. So one day he invited me over to his house like a few days later. And I was like, sure, you know, I'll come over. His mom was a nurse, so she worked at night. So I showed up late because my brother had got off work with his wife. And then he would live kind of close to me. So I went over to his mom's place. And then his uh, we were sitting down watching TV and playing video games because he was big on video games. I was big on video games. And... We just kind of clicked and bonded over video games and having conversations. And like, he was just so shy. Like he was so shy at the beginning to say anything like about his, how he felt about me. Cause I think he was confused. He didn't know how he felt. And while I had no experience in anything in particular, like even dating a guy, I knew he was kind of attractive to me then when I was <laughs> And like, I, I guess he was the first guy to show attention to me or even voices interest in me. So I was interested in like where it could go and where it could lead. So we had these conversations and we played video games and weeks went by and we just kept getting closer and closer. And at some point, I remember me like, OK, I'm ready to move out of my brother's house and get my own place. And at that point, we had started dating like we dated secretly, like we didn't tell anybody. Right. We didn't mention it to anybody we just kind of like it was kind of our little thing like this is our relationship um we had a lot of things in common we got along very well he was still shy up months into the relationship and we hadn't done anything sexual for like a uh i don't know a little bit and then like he expressed he wanted to kiss me so i was like all right you know we could try to kiss so we kissed and it wasn't bad. It wasn't my first kiss, but like it wasn't bad. And he kind of expressed that he was like, you know, I really do like you and I really want us to be together. And we started like seriously dating from that kiss moment on, like in an official capacity. 
And um, I told John, remember John, he was the guy that I first met. He was openly gay. And um, he was, he, I couldn't tell if he was happy for me. I didn't, I really couldn't like pinpoint what was going on with him. Like he seemed like he was supportive, but he also was kind of like, to be honest, he was a male whore. Like he, he slept with a lot of people. And I think every conversation we had, he was going to sleep with a different guy. And that wasn't me. Like I was looking for my Prince Charming. Like I'd never been in a relationship with a guy. So I was looking for like, oh, I want to fall in love. I want to be happy. I want to be with this person. And I can't wait until I find this person. And um, yeah, I felt like I had found that with James. And while John and me were good friends and John was still being a little you know, promiscuous person, which I never judged him at all. I was always interested in his little escapades and how free he could be just going out there and having sex with whoever he wanted to while I was trying to like be in this relationship, this monogamous relationship. And I was happy for a long time in our relationship. Like we dated for a little bit. I don't know how long it was. It might've been like a year and a half or maybe a little bit more, but we dated and I was happy with James. He had some flaws that I had picked up on. Like he wasn't very good at it. Like, so the shyness part, that part transitioned into him being like very bad at communicating his emotions. Right. And later on in the relationship, I found out that he was also a pothead. Right. And there was nothing wrong with that. I never judged him for being a pothead, but it got to the point where like, he would tell me he couldn't function unless he was high. He was spending a lot of money. He was working so he could do it, but he was spending a lot of money on getting high constantly. And, you know, I didn't think anything about it. And then, like, so I got my own place. I moved out of my brother's place at some point in the future. I was working at JCPenney's, and I moved him to my own place, and crazy thing was James moved to the exact same apartment complex. We didn't live together, right? Because I just wanted my independence. And I didn't think it was a good idea for us to move together. So James moved in the same apartment complex, but he was like at a different building at a different, like adjacent to my building. And we proceeded to like, just see where things went. And we, the relationship was good. Like we drank, we partied, like young people would do. We were happy, you know, there were some concerns about like his smoking habits because he like lost his job. And then when he lost his job, like I, my dad had bought me my first car. Right. And so let me explain that. My dad bought me my first car after I moved out or right before I moved out, my dad had bought me my first car. I was walking with, from my brother lived in distance of Pitt community college. So I was walking back and forth to Pitt community college between class, like coming to his house and classes. So when my dad finally got me a car, um, I was driving my car and James was using, I think his mom's car when he was living out there and he had a job and I had a job and we had a decent relationship. We still had fun. We still did our own things. And then he, we started playing a particular video game called Aeon together. And that kind of like made our relationship even closer because we were doing like these missions and these quests and people might think, oh, that's cheesy. That's like boring. But like, it was our thing. And ugh, things got very interesting after like the year mark time frame. Like, so my sister was my roommate. My sister moved to Greenville, North Carolina, and she became my roommate. She was my young sister. And then she became my roommate. James was still living at the adjacent building across from me. And then we got another roommate and his name 
we'll just say was uh, Michael. And Michael became really good friends with me. But like he also had like a girlfriend slash baby mama scenario. So like I just was like, okay, whatever. He smoked and him and James smoked together sometimes. Mm. Long story short, I trusted. So so Michael started going and smoking with James a lot. And me and James were having problems because like he had lost his job. So he had lost his job and he was using unemployment to pay his bills. And he was also using it to buy weed. And I was like, well, I don't know if you should be spending money on buying weed when like, you know, we we need to be adults. You're going to end up having to move back in with your mom. He was getting mad at me because he felt like I was trying to be controlling. But I didn't I I wasn't I didn't think I was being controlled. I was just concerned. Right. Like we had both worked so hard to move out and be independent to a certain extent, have our own places that. I didn't want my significant other that I was dating or my boyfriend at the time to like regress as opposed to making as opposed to making progress. I felt like he was going to step back if he was going to end up having to like lose his apartment because he couldn't pay and that was going to affect his credit. And then like it was just a lot going on. And like maybe I was jumping too far ahead of myself, but I thought I was trying to be caring and like help him. But it seemed like he wanted to smoke weed more after he lost his job. He wanted to do you know, just not do things that I felt like was responsible. And that probably is what pushed him away from me because he just wanted to be able to be who he wanted and make his own decisions. Even if they weren't the right ones, I just was concerned that certain things was going to fall on me. So his car had problems. So he would drop me off at my job and use my car to go out and do things. And oh my God, I'm realizing I'm like that black chick who's like, dating like this guy who might not be the best and I'm just giving him all of my attention and like my car and helping him with money with his bills and helping him with money for like weed and and yeah so when all of that was transpiring him and Mike Michael were just like smoking and hanging out all the time and a lot and Michael eventually got kicked out of because Michael was my roommate Michael became my roommate so my apartment had three rooms. One was me, one was my sister, and one was Michael. Michael got kicked out. I don't know if it was drug-related. All I remember was he got kicked out of the apartment. And he left. But I realized he, when he was still hanging out with James and smoking, and I would see his car like parked at James' house frequently, like overnight, because James wouldn't spend the night at my place sometimes because he wanted to just smoke and play games. And I was either working and too tired. But I just remember being like what is going on like why you know i would approach james and i'm like why are you like hanging out like why is M- michael's car at your house all the time that's suspicious to me that like he would be at the house all the time and um james and michael pretty much tried try to make me look made me feel stupid like i was insecure and delusional like you're crazy he's straight um, and I was like, I'm not even implying that y'all are sleeping together, but I don't understand why a straight man who has a baby mama who he is still with is like living or like at your house every night. And then he spends the night like that's a little bit suspicious to me here nor there. I let them convince me that I was being jealous and like borderline like obsessive. So I backed off whatever. 
one day I was like, I know I'm not stupid. I know I'm not stupid. So I end up hitting up uh, Michael to come over because he wanted to like he wanted to hang out or smoke or something. And I didn't smoke back then, but I needed a reason to see him because I was suspicious about like, like they made me feel stupid. But my intuition was like, you're not crazy. So I came up with this whole lie, which was bad. Right. I know I was young and dumb and I needed to find out the truth. And I had meticulously came up with a story that would either one prove whether he was sleeping with him or not. So I was in community college for IT. I was not good. I knew not shit about programming, right? I was more on the networking side, Cisco switches, programming switches, doing stuff like that. So Michael came over, he was sitting down in my living room. We were there alone. And I was like, yo, I'll be honest with you. I was like, James had an Xbox with the, um, with the 360 connect camera. So like you could do like dance, dance revolution and stuff. And it was like positioned right on his like TV. So they, it could get the best of you. And I literally told Michael, I was like, look, um, I had James Xbox and I saw y'all having sex. Like, come on, no one's going to believe that. But somehow he thought I was a master hacker of, I don't know, some underground, maybe anonymous. <laughs> and he believed me and he was like, yeah, he was like, we did have sex once. But James came on to me like I was drunk and high and he kind of made a move on me. That's all I really wanted to hear. I wasn't angry. I wasn't trying to fight. Well, all I was looking for was proof that I wasn't crazy. I didn't. I did care that they slept together. I cared that he cheated. But I was more, I more cared about whether I was, whether they were trying to make me look stupid. Because the one thing I don't like is when people try to make me look stupid or someone is lying to me when I know that I know something. So when he told me that, he confessed, it was what it was, he left. For some reason, he didn't tell James, which was weird to me. I thought he would have like gave him a heads up or something. I don't know, bro code, something. But he didn't. So later that day, I was like, hey, James, can you come over? I want to have a conversation with you. Like, I just want to talk. And he was like, OK, came over to my place. Uh, he sat down in the living room. I closed the door and I'm standing in front of the door and I turn around and I was like, listen, I just want you to know, Jane. I was like, Michael told me y'all slept together. Immediately, he jumped up and ran to the back balcony, like the back balcony door. We're on the second floor. So he ran and he opened the back balcony door. And like, I ran after him. I was like, whoa, what are you doing? Legit. I was like, I'm confused. What the fuck? And then he was just like, and then he was just like, I got to go. And then I'm just like, "Mm, wow. So I was like, you can go through the front door. I'm not going to stop you. You're a grown man. I wasn't angry. I promise. I did not get angry. I was more... At this point, I was in I was in investigation mode because I I had James, I had Michael's side of the story, which was just that he was drunk and high. James came on to him and he kind of just let things transpire and happen. So I wanted James' side of the story. So James ran out the door, left. I closed it. I sat down in disbelief that like this grown ass man who's taller than me, weighs more than me, is running away. But he's had that history in our entire relationship. He just. Didn't know how to address his feelings. He didn't know how to express his feelings. He didn't know how to say things. And that was a big 
tension point in our relationship because I was very good at saying this is this, this is how I feel. But he was very much like, I don't know, um, um, stalling. And I'm just like, that was like a lot of our arguments was me being like, I'm expressing myself, but you're not really talking to me. So long story short, he went over and he went out. He went back home. He texts me, I don't know, maybe two or three hours later. I don't, I, I'm not going to lie. It was definitely hours. So he texted me. I could come over and he was ready to talk. So I went to his place. I sat down on his futon because he didn't have a bed. He had a futon that he just folded out and turned into a bed. And I and he sat there in silence, twiddling his fingers, nervous. And I kind of felt bad for him because I just kind of felt like, you know, if you were just more honest with your feelings and how you felt, you could have just told me that either one, you weren't happy or two, you were attracted to Michael and you just wanted to pursue that. I don't know why people have this. I really just don't have a aggressive, angry bone in my body. I'd rather just let somebody go than hold on to something. So I'm sitting in James' house or apartment and he's like twiddling his thumbs and he's acting like nervous. And then I speak and I say, all I want to know is how it happened. And he looked at me confused, like, what? Like, why? Why would you want to know that? And I was just like, I just want to know. Just I was like, if I was like, if you care about me, just tell me the truth. I just all I want to know. And long story short, he practically told me a story that was did not line up with what Michael had said. He told me that Michael came on to him and it only happened twice. And I'm at this point, I'm like, all right. So both of y'all lying and none of y'all stories lined up. All I needed ammunition. The only reason why I needed this information was so I could literally get over you. Like I needed a reason to not come back. And if both of y'all stories didn't line up, then it was what it was. And like, I don't think we ever officially broke up, but I remember leaving that house and just being like, I'm kind of done with all of this. And like, we came back and tried to talk about it and have conversations. And I think he cared about me on some level. But, like, his care turned into hate because (laughs) that's probably a different story. I don't know if I'm going to tell that here. But um, let's just say we stopped talking for a while, but he was still going. Michael was still going over spending the night at James' house. And that pissed me off because, like, we live in the same apartment complex. Every time I had to go check the mailbox, I'm seeing Michael's car parked at his house and he's still spending the night. So I know they fucking like, I'm sorry. It's sorry, but it's just like free reign. He can get sex and get high at the same time. So like, it's a win-win for both of them. And like, I know we're not together and I shouldn't care. But like in the inside, it's just kind of like, you like, you know, I still live here. You're like, like you truly didn't care about me. Or at some point you lost respect for me or you didn't care about me. And now you just care about doing what you wanted to do. Again, we're young in our early 20s. So, yeah, I went home that Christmas and I remember having a hard time sleeping. I was just not mentally okay. It was hard for me to get over it. I was feeling like my heart was hurting constantly. And my mom, one night I was sitting in the living room like to myself. And my mom came in there and I laid on her lap and she just kind of like, Asked me, was I okay? And I told her, not really. And I told her what happened. At this point, my eye had already came out of my mom. And she knew that me and James were dating. And my mom just looked at me. And she was just like, you know, you'll be okay. 
God has a plan for you, of course. And I was just like, okay. And then she was like, she was like, you said you like to write. Why don't you just write about it? So for that Christmas break, which was probably about a week or a few, four or five days, I just sat down and I just wrote and wrote and wrote. Like, I just wrote about our relationship. Like, from the moment I met him, practically what I'm doing in this episode was I just talked about from how we met to the problems we had in relationships to how I felt like I was the downfall and where I might have been the problem. And yeah, I wrote it all. I don't know. It was like maybe 20, 30 pages. I can't remember. It's probably less. And I wrote it. And after I wrote it, I felt like this relief. Like I had put it all out there. I had acknowledged my faults. I had acknowledged that I walked away from a relationship for the better of my mental health as opposed to trying to stay. And I felt like that was the first relationship I ever walked away from and like did not like seriously try to like get back with the person. Um, so that relationship was it was a learning experience for me and it helped me get to a better place of where I am like growing as a person in my early 20s so that was my first relationship and with a guy and his name was James and while I wish the best for James I think he ended up hating me on a very very deep level for things that I did that I probably shouldn't have did but it wasn't anything like I didn't do anything to him I think it was because I remained friends with his mom like I got really close to his mom and even after he moved to California. Me and his mom would still like get together and have conversations and laugh and joke because I built a good relationship with him. I think he was kind of mad because like, I don't know if him and his mom had the best relationship because I think she just wanted him to be more and be focused. And he just didn't know where he wanted to go, which I encouraged him to like, it's okay to not know where you want to go in life. You're in your early twenties. You know, it's okay to try to figure that out. But I think he was mad because I remained really good friends with his mom, which I probably shouldn't have did. But like, I didn't know a lot of people in Greensboro and me and her kind of clicked. So that was the story of my first guy, gay relationship with a guy and how it happened. I mean, there's more stories in between that, but I don't know. That was a relationship that kind of like defined a very important part of me and like, it helped me realize I need to listen to my intuition, my feelings, and they've never let me wrong since I've listened to them. So that's the end of that. And maybe I'll do another episode again. I might not even post this. This might just be something I'll listen to when I'm 90 years old, <laughs> but guys have a good day. Well, night is nighttime. Bye.